Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 33. Here's Pastor Ryan. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles, chapter 33. That's 2 Chronicles, chapter 33. In your Bibles, Old Testament. We'll be beginning in verse 18. And give me an amen once you are there. All right. Amen. And so, Father, we're so grateful again for your mercy, your love, and grace, Lord. You are the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, Lord. You made the heavens and the earth. Lord, the night is as day to you, Lord. There's no difference to you. You have ultimate vision, and Lord, you are our light. You are our strength, and you promise that those who come into your house by night have a special blessing. And so, Lord, We've come tonight because we love you. We come tonight because we want to hear from you, Lord. Holy Spirit, move in our hearts tonight. Give us your humility. Give us your meekness and help us to receive your implanted living word in our hearts tonight. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. All right. So in our story, we've been dealing with King Manasseh who was the 13th king king of Judah. And uh, again, uh, we know that Israel was divided into two kingdoms after King Solomon because King Solomon had sinned and turned uh, away from the Lord following after the pagan gods. And so the kingdom was divided, and you can count down 13 kings in the south. And in the southern kingdom of Judah, is where we find from time to time good kings. And it would go from good king, bad king, mostly bad, um, unfortunately. But in the northern kingdom of Israel, all the kings were terrible. They were wicked. They had turned from the Lord. And so at this point in our story, the northern kingdom is no more. They had been taken into uh, Assyrian uh, captivity at this time. So King Manasseh, as we studied last week was uh, he reigned for 55 years and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did evil. He didn't do good. He, he, he was a, a very terrible uh, uh, king. He uh, did away with his father Hezekiah's reforms, uh, basically put pagan altars all around the table, all around the temple, all around Jerusalem and just everywhere. And really, uh, led the southern kingdom of Judah into pagan worship. And he was so wicked that he even sacrificed his sons to uh, Molech and Baal and, and, and in, in a sacrifice to, to these pagan gods. And so he turned from the Lord. And then God in his divine you know, mercy and grace, trying to chase him to waken him up, allowed the Assyrian, uh, the Assyrians to come into Jerusalem and and take King Manasseh uh, by the nose, literally with the hook and fetters, bronze fetters on his feet, 
and they carried him off all the way to Babylon, which used to be the Assyrian, uh, one of the Assyrian capitals. And, uh, and so he was there, and it was there that he began to cry out to God. And, in, and he, it says, we, we read that he cried out greatly to the Lord and entreated his favor, uh, you know, just poured out uh, his heart. He, he finally recognized his wrong ways when he was, you know, in a dungeon in Assyria. And he finally cried out to the Lord. And though he had so many wicked sins upon his life, God heard his prayer, his cry, his supplications, and ended up uh, bringing him back to Jerusalem, uh, to his kingdom. And so Manasseh had a second chance at life, and he gave his life to the Lord. And we read that uh, as God brought him back to Jerusalem and God forgave him, we read that, that it said that Manasseh then knew that the Lord was God. And so he finally understood that the Lord was God. And sometimes, you know, uh, God needs to take people uh, through the hard way to wake them up. You know, as they say, a person has to hit rock bottom. And uh, Manasseh had turned from the Lord. He became independent of God. He became a, a self-thinker and a self-made king and wanted to be like the world. He thought like the world. He worshiped like the world. And it, and it almost destroyed him. And by the grace of God, he was taken into affliction. He was taken prisoner, and that woke him up. Can you imagine that? And so, like many of us, we have been awakened by the Lord and his grace. All of us, hopefully in this room, have hit rock bottom. If, if, you, if you haven't, we hope that you do. I remember 1999 coming from a, a gang lifestyle and, uh, and was a, a very violent youth and perverse youth and lost and um, just empty in my young life. And I heard God's call upon my life. I was empty and I gave my life to the Lord. I figured if he can forgive the sinful woman in Luke chapter uh, 7, that came to Jesus and fell at his feet and, and wiped his, his feet and cleansed them with her tears and her hair. If he can forgive her, who was a known sinner, she was a prostitute, that's what that would mean. If he can forgive that prostitute, then he can forgive me. And he did. But I was at my lowest. And I'm grateful that I said yes to Jesus. And so if you're here and you haven't, God is calling for you tonight. Perhaps he loves you. He died on the cross for all of our sins. And it's not the size of our rap sheet or list of sins. How, how There's no sin too terrible that God cannot forgive. And this, this man, this King Manasseh was absolutely wicked. And he realized, oh my goodness, the Lord is God. And then when he came back, he, uh, had a completely different reign in, in Judah, in his kingdom. But uh, we all too were very terrible. I like what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verse 11. It lists all of these sins. And, it, and I'll read it. Let's go there. Let's help us wake up. 
First Corinthians chapter six. Because I have part of it, but I'll just read the list. It's a list of of sins that you know obviously are 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 not good. In uh, beginning in in verse uh, verse nine. That's First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. Are we all there? All right, do not do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And listen to this, and such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. doesn't matter where we came from. It doesn't matter our sins and how far we think we've gone. God, Jesus is willing to forgive it. And he died on the cross for the penalty of that sin that was heading right towards us. But not only does he forgive us, but he then gives us the power by his Holy Spirit to live a new life. As he was raised from the dead we are raised by the power of his Holy Spirit to have new lives. Amen? So Manasseh was saved from a lot of dirt, a lot of sin, yet we read that he actually came back and immediately began to set up walls, walls of defense against the enemy, and he tore down all of the pagan altars, and he cleaned up the temple, and he began to worship the Lord, and he actually commanded Judah you to to worship the Lord. It was actually a command from the king that they would, as a nation, worship God. And so he did all of these things. And really, that is the picture of one who has given their life to Jesus, truly has given their life to Jesus. Many people say they believe in him. Even the demons believe in him. But do you serve him? Do you Have you surrendered your life to his purposes? Are you now living for him? And that's exactly what Manasseh did. He began to live for the Lord. And so it says in verse 16, he also repaired the altar of the Lord, sacrificed peace offerings and thank offerings on it and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed on the high places, but only to the Lord their God. Verse 18. Now, the rest of the acts of Manasseh, his prayer to his God, and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord, God of Israel. Indeed, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel. Also, his prayer and how God received his entreaty and how and all his sin and trespasses and the sites where he built high places and set up wooden images and carved images before he was humbled. Indeed, they are written among the sayings of Hosea. So Manasseh rested with his fathers, and they buried him in his own house. Then his son Amon reigned in his place. Next king, right? Amon. Amon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned uh, two years in Jerusalem. But he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. For Amon sacrificed to all the carved images which his father Manasseh had made and served them. He did not humble himself before the Lord as his father Manasseh had humbled himself. But Amon trespassed more and more. 
And again, we see that beautiful, uh, uh, you know, uh, personal choice that God gives to every person alive. God gives everyone free choice, freedom of choice as to how they are going to live their life. We are promised by God that if we choose to follow Jesus Christ, that our life would be blessed, will be blessed. In every aspect of your life, as Jesus is the center of your life, whatever you touch and allow Jesus to be a part of what you touch as he leads you, that will be blessed. That will be blessed. But because you stand for his morals, this world will hate you. This world, the Bible says, is under the sway of the devil. But we who believe in Jesus Christ are freed from his deceptions. We see clearly. And that's what happens when one is born again. Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3.3, you must be born again. You want to see? You must believe on Jesus Christ and he will give you eyes to see. Oh, how our vision has seen, has, has changed, hasn't it? We used to think so many wrong things were right and so many right things were wrong. And that's how the world is living today. That's what they think. They think that wrong things are right and they're just backwards. Satan's done a number on them. But we who have the light must share the truth. Jesus is the way. He is the truth and the life. And no man will come to the Father. No man will get to heaven without Jesus Christ. He, he or she must believe in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, Amen. 22 years old, and he had a choice, and he chose evil. He chose evil. And again, God gives everyone free choice, and that's what he chose. And it says here that he served and sacrificed to these carved images as his father did before his father was humbled, and he did not follow his father's footsteps in repentance. And that's the reality of of. of the Christian faith, it's like just, you, you can't guarantee that the next generation is going to follow your footsteps just because you walk with God. But as parents, we teach our kids, we love them, we be that example to give them the greatest opportunity, the greatest odds that they will choose to serve the Lord as we did. It's super serious. Amen? Amen. And so it says here that his son Amon uh, did not humble himself, but Amon trespassed more and more, verse, verse 24. Then his servants conspired against him and killed him in his own house. But the people of the land executed all those who had conspired against King Amon. Then the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. So Amon only had a two-year reign, guys. And in those two years, he chose to live in a wicked way. You know, there... The Lord tells us to whom much is given, much is required. And, and you know, these kings, they had great opportunity to honor the Lord. There were enough godly people in their circles to choose to follow God or to not. To whom much is given, much is required. If you know more and you don't do the Father's will, it, it, it's dangerous. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is that Manasseh lived 55 years and he did evil for a longer amount of time than his son would end up doing, obviously. 
And it's interesting how the Lord did not deal with Manasseh right away concerning his wickedness, but eventually, when the timing was right, God allowed the Assyrians to come in and take him with the hook to to Assyria. It was like it was. It, it took God did it in His sovereignty at a later date, but it it was harsh. And then His son, you know, chose to do evil as well, and within two years he was assassinated. You know, there's no formula. In this life, we're just told to live righteously before the Lord and your life will be good. A day is not promised to any of us. We don't know what a day may bring. If we want our days to be full of life, full of blessings, long and and full in the good sense, in the full sense, in, in life and that much more abundantly as Jesus said he came to give us. If we want fuller days, then we should live every day like it's our last. And to try our best to honor the Lord because he says that if we walk in his ways, if we meditate on his word, if we, if we focus our gaze upon Jesus rather than on this world and on TV and our phones and everything else that distracts us, if we abide in Christ and he in us, he makes life peaceful, deep in our hearts and in our soul. No doctor can give you that. No medicine can give you that, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We want days that are full and good. But there's so many people living their life at risk, thinking they're going to live like forever. It's a difficult thing with young people. Young people think they're going to live forever. You know, when I was young, I saw my neighbor, uh, Kiki, and it, we was living in El Sereno at the time. Now that's Vario. So before I moved to El Monte, I lived in El Sereno. And before El Sereno, I lived in Echo Park. I mean, I basically was born at the Dodger Stadium. <laughs> but um, Kiki, he was, you know, kindergarten age. Parents weren't watching him. He went after that ball, and, and I'm walking home, and, I, and I, I saw him get hit by a car and die in front of my face. Well, I was like, I was in, I was, he was, he was, uh, I think I was in, I, he was younger than me. I think he was, like, real young. Like, a kin, I was kindergarten, first grade, you know, to see that. We yelled out, don't. Kiki stopped, you know, and he got hit by a car. And, uh, you know, you wonder how life is is so uh, unpredictable. How many people we know have passed in their early ages? And it's devastating and it's hard. And, you know, it it just, it it should remind us that we, we should choose to live our days righteously before the Lord. Because we never know when our time is up and he's going to call us home. I don't want to be living bad. With Manasseh, he partied it up until he was hooked in the nose by the enemies of God. And he got serious really quick. With his son Amon, two years he got assassinated. I don't know why. 
Let's go on to some pleasantries. <laughs> Let's see, see if we can, you know. These stories are crazy. All right. Um, yeah, so Manasseh, okay, so Amon was killed. Then the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. Oh, Josiah. Chapter 34. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. How wonderful does that sound, right? We do go on to pleasantries. Um, Josiah, his name means Yahweh has healed. God has healed. And the land needed some healing at that time. They needed a, a good king. He's eight years old when he started uh, reigning. And, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. It says here that he walked, right? Walked, you know. I'm not talking literally walking, but to say walk, the Bible means it's his, he had a lifestyle. It was his way of living was that of King David, who was a man after God's own heart. And so Josiah, his way of life was that of following God. That's the choice that he made. He chose to be blessed. He chose to to veer away from sin, to veer away from the independent thinking and the independent life and would rather depend on the Lord. And so he was blessed. Uh, at a young age, it says that he did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left, meaning that he walked the straight and narrow road, right? As Jesus said, narrow is the path that leads to life and difficult it is and there are few who find it. But broad and wide is the path that, that leads to destruction. And there are many who are on it. It is that walking the line, walking with the Lord, keeping your eyes uh, right on the Lord every single day of your life. It's so easy to, to get, to veer off, you know, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. You know, it's like, it's just the Lord. Be, pray, read your Bible. You know, then go about your business and you'll have discernment. You'll, you'll know what, what's right and what's wrong. Discernment comes by way of use, way of exercise. We're able to discern both good and evil, but without it, man, we don't know what, we don't know where we're going. We're blind. We're blind. But in the Lord, if we honor his word, we're blessed. Um, in Proverbs 4, if you turn there with me. I'd appreciate it. Page 898 in your Bibles. Maybe. Give me, someone in here, raise your hand if it's on that page. 898. Proverb 4. 898. I got big writing old people style Bible. So I have more pages probably. Chapter 4. Verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. 
for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Just a, You don't read the Proverbs every day. You should. It's a blessing. I've been reading them since I've gotten saved. And there's 31 of them, one for each day. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.